Hey, look at you, all grown up and needing car insurance. You don't have to freak out if you got a driving record that's not so hot or worry if you aren't sure exactly what you need. Able Insurance has your back. Pass up the national insurance companies where you're just another number and keep your auto insurance right here in Charlottesville. 979-0814 is the number. Ableinsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, though, Ballhawk Show? Say one more time. What up, what up, what up, though, Ballhawk Show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Appreciate you rocking with your boy. So we got to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. And before we do that, make sure I got to salute my sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to abrainsurance.net for all your insurance needs, home, auto, business, life. Holler at Abra Insurance. And also, if you're looking in the market for a place to live, holler at my man, Connor Murray, or Connor Murray Realty. Follow him on Instagram at Connor Murray Real Estate and also Facebook, Connor Murray Realtor. Upscale homes, townhouses, farms, anything you need in the Charlottesville area, holler at Connor Murray. So, got to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. He's in the headlines and on every sports show. Um, and what I'm going to do right now is let you hear uh, what was said on first take and what was said on speak for yourself of people ridiculing Odell Beckham not attending OTAs after day one. So listen to this. Should OBJ be attending Brown's voluntary OTAs? He should be doing exactly what he's doing. This actually is a very good sign from, from Odell. By the way, why don't we just call them involuntary OTAs? <laughs> why are we calling them voluntary? If anyone doesn't show up, they're a bad guy, right? This is Odell's problem right now. Look, the criticism of him is, is he studying enough, right? But in terms of getting his body in shape, <laughs> excuse me, being physically ready to play, no one questions that. So he has a routine. He has a time and a place where he wants to work, right? This goes for a lot of veteran players. Guys have been in the league a couple years. <clears throat> now, here's the dilemma for them, or at least the problem. What do they do? They want to get themselves in the best shape to play. They know what that routine is. But if you don't make a nice showing, especially for the press, guys, that's what it's really for, so we can tell the story to the fans. And it's not even about showing up. It's if you don't show up. It's a bad look. So Odell wants to do the right thing. But what's the responsibility? To be the best he can on the field? But if he does that, then it affects his teammates. It becomes a distraction because it becomes a story. So obviously what's happening here is Odell and coach get on the phone. All right, how do we do this? Like, What's the most time I can spend really getting myself ready without becoming a distraction to the team? And they work something out. And the fact is, it's still a little bit of a distraction, but at least this way he can really feel that he's in the best possible position to help his team. And by the way, guys, to be a good teammate, have I minimized the distraction? Have I optimized my physical condition? That's what he's trying to do. Max, <clears throat> Max, respectfully, I say you're wrong. You're dead wrong about this. And I hope that Odell Beckham Jr. is watching as we speak because I'm talking to him directly now, and I really do that to players. This is not about Odell Beckham Jr. being wrong. He's not wrong. 
But this is about who Odell Beckham is and how he wants his image dissected, how he wants his image presented and disseminated to the masses. The fact of the matter is, is that Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't traded from the New York Giants for talent reasons. Odell Beckham Jr., wasn't even traded because teammates didn't like him, didn't respect him, or anything like that. That's not why he's gone. He's gone because from an ownership perspective, from a franchise perspective, from a management perspective, from a coaching perspective, he was deemed somewhat of a headache, no matter what they say. When Kitchens, the new coach, a rookie head coach, is there answering questions like that about you, before you've practiced, before you've played a game, rather, that could potentially be problematic. They can have all the discussions they want. I assure you, it will turn if Kitchens has to consistently find himself in a position where he's subjected to inquiry about stuff that didn't transpire on the field because from an optics perspective, it looks like the problems that once were perceived to have existed in New York has now traveled towards Lake Erie in Cleveland. That is what Odell Beckham Jr. has to guard against. It's not anybody castigating him. It's not anybody saying he's a bad guy. It's not anybody questioning his professionalism that really knows him. It's about the outside world causing headaches to people who have dominion to some degree over his career, and he has to be sensitive to that, not just look at it in a vacuum and say, I'm fine, I spoke mm-hmm. to the coach, all is good, because they'll cause Odell Beckham headaches too by continuously asking him about stuff exactly. like this, which will annoy him, and that's what he has to watch out for. Exactly. Yeah. You know who's sitting up on their big high horse with a big I told you so grin right now? New York Giants GM Dave Gettleman. This is the reason that they said they were trading Odell Beckham Jr. out of New York, as Stephen A. laid out. They used the word distraction. Now, Max, I don't know how you could know everything that you just said, that it was a perfectly negotiated compromise between distraction and being there for the team. Honestly, I couldn't parse what in the hell Freddie Kitchens was talking about right there. I came away from those two interviews, Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield, thinking, hmm, this doesn't sound exactly like getting off on the exact right foot. Now, I'm not hitting a five-alarm fire here, Max, but I'm going to tell you this. It is a concern, and it's a concern on two fronts. One, how Stephen A. just laid out that it's a distraction. But two, this is a rookie head coach, Freddie Kitchens, who needs to set a standard for the entire team, who needs to send a message that he is in charge, who needs to get everybody, 52 men, pulling in the same direction. And if this is the second day of operation and stars are already getting special treatment, did we not learn a lesson from Pittsburgh? Have we not learned a lesson over and over again about showing that your rules don't apply to certain people? That's not a good foot well, no, for these a are not rules. head these coach vo- to start out on. These are voluntary. That's what I mean. This is a voluntary workout. So if you're saying the rules don't apply... What you really mean is the rule that's voluntary doesn't apply. Now, the reason I know this about Odell is because I've talked to him, I've communicated with him, and to people who know him about this issue. Not today about this moment, but about this this issue. And I know that Odell is very concerned about not being a distraction to people and balancing that with his routine of getting himself in the best position to help his team. But you're right, Will. If he's becoming a distraction, he's not helping his team. That's what I mean by the balancing act. So when Freddie Kitchen says what he says, it's pretty clear 
He says, you don't know what kind of conversations we've had that he and Odell have talked about this. Read between the lines. They've talked about this. I'm sure Odell has expressed that to him. And they try to figure out a way. How can we minimize distraction yeah. while maximizing the player work? This episode is brought to you by Carvana. They'll drive you happy. Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes. And they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Let's move to Cleveland, where Odell Beckham's at, well, where Odell Beckham's time as a Browns OTAs ended almost as soon as it began, with the star receiver taking off after just one day practicing with the team. Yesterday, first-year head coach Freddie Kitchens had to deal with questions about Odell's departure. I've never disputed the fact that it's not important for him to be here, but it's also for, important for him uh, to be mentally ready to be here. All right, so I'm not giving him an out by any stretch of the imagination. Nobody here knows the conversations that Odell and I have. Uh, so uh, I'm just saying it's better for him to be here when he can present his best self. Uh, emotionally, physically, everything. You know, when I heard that clip, it reminded me of my mother when my parents divorced and my mother took on a second job to get me and my brother up out of the hood. And I can remember her employer saying, Miss Whitlocker, are you mentally ready to come to work today? Mm. So I feel so sorry for Odell. He's not mentally ready to oh, come to football practice and earn that $17, $18 million they're giving him this year. Odell's got it so hard. Man. I, I hope he gets mentally ready because, you know, my mother went through this with raising two boys on her own. <laughs> Glad Western Electric and Kroger Grocery Store, they, they waited for my mother to be mentally ready to show up to work. Man, you ain't right. <laughs> I felt the same exact way. And I felt worse for this first-year new head coach, Freddie Kitchens, than I did for Odell because that is a horrible way to support, respond to the media about your star player. There's a different way to do this. Take media training, brother. You don't say that your star player needs to get mentally ready. You say he needs to prepare on his turns because he's been great doing that. And that just gives all this smoke and criticism away. But instead, Freddie just walked right into it and stepped in it. So this is a scorching boss quote for him. It's not for Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, but, but I think the thing is, is you're compiling all this talent, the Cleveland Browns, all this talent and all these expectations and you want to put that all together. And his perception is, my guy's not mentally dialed into being in Cleveland. And why, like, why is that? Uh, listen, do you want to be iconic from a football standpoint? Because you're one of the greatest talents we have in this league. Mm -hmm. But do you want to be iconic from a football standpoint? Or do you want to be a social media influencer? <laughs> like, what do you want to be? Because I will tell you, the guy who dies with the most Instagram followers still is dead. <laughs> That's exactly what happens to him. He's dead. So, you know, Peyton Manning is the most iconic pitch man in the history of this league. How did he do it? By being tremendous for nine or ten years in one of the smallest markets there is, mm -hmm. Indianapolis. And he has exploded on the scene. So you've got to decide what it is you're trying to accomplish. Do you want your legacy to be one of the greatest receivers we've ever seen play the game? Or do you just want to be popular? Like, which is it? But unfair, because uh, his way of getting prepared hasn't changed, 
but his location and where he's going to play has changed. So now the natural assumption is he's not happy going there. Look, when, especially when you're traded or drafted, I wasn't ready mentally to go to Buffalo. But guess what? I showed up, and I showed up when necessary, showed up when needed. Uh, this guy right now I think is getting a little raw deal because of how it's being perceived. But the reality has been the same. When you show up in New York, everybody's like, yeah, who wouldn't want to be in New York? When you show up in Cleveland, people say, oh, you forced him to be in Cleveland. It's just there's no winning for him in this situation. Look, I, I just, I think Odell Beckham is extremely talented but mentally weak. Boom. Bottom line. And that's what Freddie Kitchens is basically saying. He had a conversation with Odell where Odell made it clear he's not mentally ready to be here. And the reason why that just lands so terribly with me, and if you, if people are trying to understand why y'all think I'm crazy, I'm just telling you, man, it's because I was the way I was raised, man. My father worked until his deathbed. Mm -hmm. We fought over, hey, man, come up out of this nightclub. Come up, you can't do it. It's too stressful. You're still carrying a gun, blah, blah, blah. We fought tooth and nail, but you were not going to get my father not to go to work. You wasn't going to get my mother not to show up at work and take care of her babies. And this dude can't show up for some voluntary football practice. He's not mentally ready. That, that it just lands horribly but with see, me and other people. But that's the He's difference. not mentally strong. The reason I wouldn't be so adamant is, one, you heard that, you saw that, you witnessed that, you experienced that with your family dynamic. This is someone's perception of a conversation or their relay of a conversation where I didn't hear Odell say that. And mentally weak or not, whatever you want to assess him, and I don't call him mentally weak, doing what he does on that field, it takes some strength upstairs between the ears. You just don't, you don't roll out of bed, say, I'm not here and I'm fragile, but I can do that. So there's something being lost in translation between with Freddie Kitchens, first-time head coach. I wouldn't give him that much equity and respect. Like, coach, you may have said something and spoke out of term. I don't know, but I'm still going to side with the guy who's giving me evidence okay. that he's on an all-time great let, path. Let me ask you this, because there is winning. I, I think you show up and you lead your team and, and you guys respond to a 7-9 season and all the talent you have. Uh, th there is equity in that. There is winning in that. If you go out and show it and lead by example, I, I would ask you this. Was Odell not the one that said, you know, we're going we're gonna to make this the new New England Patriots? Yeah. Did he not say that? He said it. Who? We? Like, you and the turd in your pocket? When are you going to get to, like, <laughs> what we? What, you ain't there? Like, what we is that? Like, I mean, I, I'm like, if you're going to say, hey, man, we're going to win multiple championships and we're going to be great, guess what? The we, that means us collectively, not yeah. the we, you guys over there, and me over here doing whatever it is I'm doing at the Met Gala. Okay, like now, that, now that you, to me. You forced me in a devil's advocate okay, role more okay. so than what I truly yeah, feel. Well, right. But there is no evidence of other teams, even the Patriots, where sure. not we are not there. Like, you know, Tom Brady has missed multiple voluntary workouts. Uh, after 16 I, years and multiple MVPs and Pro Bowls <laughs> and World Championships, yeah. I understand oh. where you're coming from. But let's not act like we haven't been on teams before. And we were in the league when none of this even existed. And there still was a super Joe, Hey, Joe Gibbs, you know what Joe Gibbs used to say to us? <laughs> like, you don't have to be a part of the off-season program, and you don't have to live here in Washington. You don't have to. Unless, of course, you want to make this team. <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was the word on the street when I played for And Joe Gibbs happened to win three world championships with three different quarterbacks. And, and look, I, I'm going to say this just like, you know, with, with Tom Brady, we keep throwing out, 
he he's earned the right. He's won yeah. the championships. He's this is a brand new situation. Odell's there. True. Give him year one. Yeah. Let him establish the culture. Help your first year head coach. Your uh, second year quarterback. Your new situation. Help that get the ball rolling, and then next year, do your little diva stuff or whatever. But but I'm just it just doesn't. It doesn't land right with me, man. I, again, I take a lot of pride in showing up to work. So there you have it. You hear Will Kane. You heard uh, Jason Whitlock. You heard Marcellus Wiley. You heard Stink himself. All in disagreement with what Odell Beckham did, and they felt like he should stay in OTAs. Um, for all the people that don't know, OTAs is voluntary. Does everybody understand what voluntary means? You have a choice to be there and you have a choice to not be there. You cannot be fined. You, in quotation, air quotation marks, you cannot be punished. But you are highly encouraged to attend OTAs. All-season training activities. Usually OTAs are for rookies and bubble guys. Undrafted free agents. Drafted rookies and the guys who are like your backup and on the bubble of making the roster. I mean, of course, you would want your stars there, but there are instances on various teams where where guys would choose to train on their own, guys who know the playbook. The main thing about Odell Beckham is it's a new team. He was traded for the New York Giants. He got a first-year head coach. You want to put out that continuity. Basically, you want to dress it up as if, Everything's peachy king, and we all kumbaya, and we all going to strive for that goal of winning a championship. That's what it's all about, all about perception. Not about what you've been doing in the past, not about your individual success, but the team success. Because if everybody attends voluntary OTAs, hey, man, you're going to be successful. And if you don't attend it, you're not going to be successful. That's what seems like everybody's harping on. Everybody's harping on the old Stone Age way of even though it's voluntary, it's involuntary. You got to be there. You heard Stink, Mark Slareff talk about Joe Gibbs say, you know, you don't have to be here, but you have to be here if you want to make this team. In other words, it was a soft threat, basically, you know. If, and that's the thing that kills me. In the CBA, it says it's voluntary. But the media and old heads want to force you to attend. If Odell Beckham talked with his head coach and stated that he has a routine, we are creatures of habit. And what he does as far as training, making sure his body is up to par to be an, an elite receiver. If he has been working with, um, God dang, I just forgot the boy name. Baker Mayfield, one-on-one. To understand the timing, pretty much going over the playbook. And I know the receivers coach, offensive coordinator, has sent Odell. Odell Beckham has a playbook to where he can study the plays. All right? I don't understand what the huge issue is about. It seems like when somebody goes against the status quo, everybody's up in arms and they start challenging them and their manhood. You heard Jason Whitlock say Odell Beckham is mentally weak. Like, you just just throw out things and cast aspersions. You see Will Kane saying, oh, this is why the Giants traded him. This is why they're so happy. 
It's like they look for any and everything for an athlete to do that they don't like to just pounce on them for personal reasons. It's a personal dislike for people to say things the way that Jason Whitlock said and the way that Will Kane was talking about, especially Jason Whitlock. For him to tie in what his father did, what his mother did, and basically mock the kid by saying, oh, my God, little Kroger said, you know, you're, you're raising two kids and you, you got to be mentally right. Like, we got to stop with this with this old adage way of thinking. There's a lot of things right now. There's a lot of new studies with mental health and, and people getting help with the way that they care for themselves. It doesn't matter how much money he's making a year. Mental health does not care about your wealth and your revenue. You know, you got a guy like Jason Whitlock who's very insecure and and and, and just hates that he's not loved for the right reason. So he's going to be the ultimate antagonist. So he's going to say stupid stuff like he said about, you know, Odell being mentally. Look, nobody that plays the game of football is truly mentally weak. You out of your John Brown mind. This dude is be jumping out there. And we know Will Kane. Will Kane is going to do say any and everything to push the needle. He's a cookie cutter guy. He's all about straight and narrow because it is what it is. That's just him. That's why every every race issue, he becomes so goddamn uncomfortable and he 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 looks flustered. I thought Max Kellerman got it absolutely right. Absolutely right. The man went to the head coach and they agreed. The head coach allowed him to leave. What's the issue? It's not about special treatment. It's understanding that everybody is coached and policed differently, whether it's on the field, whether it's in life, whether it's in a nine to five job. A, a boss does not treat every employer correctly. This is not the 19 damn 70s. Your way is the highway iron fist. We have evolved as a society. And what these talking faces need to do is evolve. Get their old ass way of thinking up out of here. We'll jump Odell Beckham when he really do something that's wrong. But until it says mandatory OTAs, what the problem is? Ballhawk show. I'm out. Let me know what you think, man. Use the voice message option. Comment section. Let me know what y'all think, man. I, I mean, it's voluntary. 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 Meaning you don't have to show up. You Odell Beckham. Come on, son. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.